Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast. And today, like little kids going to the dentist, we hope to be cavity-free and get the cool toy out of the treasure chest. I thought you were going to say, like the dentist, we're all regretting that. No, because you guys crap on my movies, so I feel like you're little kids that have to go to the dentist. Oh. Maybe you'll get a free toy, but you're probably not going to like the fluoride treatment. But I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We each take turns selecting from a movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't get to see any of these in anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these movies a second chance. You know, what's funny is that he does that by memory every week. <laughs> like, verbatim. I like, like to have a ball of fallback. <laughs> My okay. mind's raging. This week! On the show is Elaine's pick, Death Becomes Her, from 1992. Starring the great, great. Oh. Goldie Hawn? No, br- God damn it. I'm Meryl Streep? Fuck this shit. I Bruce quit. Willis? <laughs> Bruce Willis! Isabella Rossellini? Well. <laughs> Speaking of Isabella Rossellini, I was like, I've always known who she was, but I think it's because I've seen this movie. Because I looked through her IMDb, I've watched nothing else this oh, woman was in. Oh, from something else. Well, she's been What's in a bunch that? of TV shows. Mm-hmm. Whatever, is that oh, Tony? Oh, Friends. Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's been like, as herself, in a bunch of TV mm-hmm. shows, but, and bit parts here and there, but like... I've never seen another oh, yeah, one of her movies. So she has know. 82 acting credits. This is the only movie of hers I've ever seen. Wow. Tony goes, she was on Ross's list. I said, no, she wasn't. She got kicked off because she's not American. <laughs> and he had it laminated. <laughs> That's why I said, you don't it's, have it laminated. It's laminated. <laughs> you don't have it laminated. No. You need to it make changes your, too often. Right. So Sometimes hourly. This movie got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, Boy. and there was no critic metascore. Boy, you guys are just skirting that line of running. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 50% on the thermometer and a 61% audience score. It made, or it cost $55 million, and it really? made... Whoa. And it made $58 million in the U.S. Just... And $149 million over... A total. So it's a, it was it got its money. But it's a hit. it made its money back, but just barely. Hey, making your money back is making your money back. And at the t- at the time, it just made its money back, and people who saw it were like, "Is all right." So it's very underappreciated. I remember when I was you know, great. When, great, when great we came film. out, I really wanted to see it. I went and saw all the bootleg guys about the, you know the romantic dark comedy. I was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta see this shit." It's not a Nobody romantic comedy. <laughs> There's nothing romantic about this movie. There's, it's never been billed as... I don't know. ...a romance. I wouldn't call it a romance. I don't know. There's a butt right. scene in it. Uh, you're... Okay. So, Helen, <laughs> a writer... So, this is the synopsis. Helen, a writer, and Madeline, an actress, have hated each other for years. Madeline is married to Ernest, who was once Helen's fiancé. After Helen recovers from a mental breakdown, she vows, re- vows revenge by stealing back Ernest and plotting to kill Madeline. Both rivals have secretly drunk a miracle cure for aging that they accidentally discover when they each try to eliminate the other. Then they have... Uh, they've discovered that... This wow, is, words are hard. No, this is... The grammar in this is not okay. Well, why didn't you um, write your own? That they have become immortal and that life will never be the same. Because wow, that's the entire movie. All right, so that for next week's podcast, we have... <laughs> no, that's terrible. All right, so... 
I have a good review and a bad review. We'll Don't go. tell us which is which. We have to okay. guess. That's you, the new you game. You can guess. It's the new game. <laughs> Great premise botched by unreal dialogue and sloppy direction. Worth watching only for Sidney Pollock's brief cameo as a spooked emergency room doctor. An absolute hoot. The rest of the picture might make it at the discount sell counter for cinematic collectors. That's the good one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other one says, I'll kill you. Mm. This one says, I must have seen this film 15 or so times. I love the vain, shallow characters of Madeline and Helen, who are the ultimate example of what might happen if you took the advice of our obsessed with perfection media to its illogical conclusion. Meryl and Goldie play their parts with unrestrained enthusiasm, pushing them to the limit to emphasize that these two, who believe they are truly beautiful, are, after all, just caricatures of perfection. The writing is witty and sometimes painfully sharp, emphasizing in almost every scene that beauty does not equal happiness. And the closer you come to attaining an obsessively pursued physical perfection, the further you get from real happiness and fulfillment. Statistically, our That's the negative one. <laughs> There's one more sentence, but it doesn't really... Okay, well, yeah. John, what did you think going in? Glad you waited for me to take a drink before you asked that. <laughs> um, I had seen this before, but not so long, so short ago that I recall it. I'm like, I've seen this. I know, I knew the... I remember what the movie was about, and I remember the ending. I remember the middle. Not so much that beginning part. So I was looking forward to seeing that again. Okay. Carly. All right. I ha I thought that I was slightly familiar with it, because the title was familiar. But I didn't have any idea what this movie was about. I was like, I've heard of that. I feel like I know about that. No, I did not. <laughs> and Tony? Um, I had seen parts of this. But I had never seen the whole thing through before. Okay. Um, it, it's one of those movies that I, you know, you, you heard about it coming out, saw parts of it on like HBO or something, and just never caught up with the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I gave you this opportunity to see the whole thing from start to. Finish. I was interested in seeing it all the way through because, like I said, I'd never seen it all the way. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who has directed such other great movies as *Romancing the Stone*. Mm. Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. Mm -hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Good flick. Forrest Gump, Contact, Castaway, and The Polar Express. Didn't you do Gremlins? Wow. Yeah. Was I would have wrote that down. <laughs> it was written by two gentlemen. Martin Donovan, who has lots of TV episodes as credits, including one episode of Trapper John, M.D., which <laughs> just cracks me up because it's Trapper John. and It's a TV show that yeah, no okay. one remembers exists. And then David Kep who wrote the screenplay, screenplay for Toy Soldiers, Jurassic Park 1 and 2, Carlito's Way, The Shadow, Mission Impossible, Spider-Man, the first Tobey Maguire one, Good Indiana one. Jones and the Crystal Skull, Angels and Demons, no, I'm not mentioning Jack that. Ryan, Shadow Recruit, the latest Mummy movie. Crap. Um, who said that? <laughs> he's also, Everyone. one of his upcoming credits is The Bride of Frankenstein, so apparently they like, so apparently That's he's attached to the... Universe. Horror They're still doing that? And he yes. not only wrote, but directed The Secret Window with Johnny Depp. So he's, uh, they've got some pretty good background people here. You know, you think a good director, good writers, it should be quality. Good pedigree. And of course it stars the wonderful Meryl Streep. Never heard of her. As Madeline Ashton, who I love in The Devil Wears Prada, She Devil, The Prairie Home Companion, <laughs> and Julie and Julia. Which is about Julia Child and a blogger. Yes. Have you seen that? Girl? No, I haven't. It's but fantastic. I, I heard good things. So I don't good. Know you want to see that. Then Bruce Willis, 
as Ernest Mel Menville, and he's obviously best known for Die Hard, mm -hmm. The Fifth Element, and of mm -hmm. course his greatest movie, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Word. And then uh, Goldie Hawn as Helen Sharp, and she's, uh, I love her most, in Wildcats, Overboard, and the first Wise Club. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Isabella Rossellini as Liesl von I can't Fainum. <laughs> I don't know. They just call her Liesl. Yep. I'd also like to give two shout outs here. Special oh, mentions. Oh, Dr. Nick, what's up? <laughs> no, special mentions to the oh, ben. woman yeah. that plays the psychologist is Elena Reed Hall, and she played Rose on 227. Okay. Which I love. <laughs> you might. Do you know what 227 no, is? I do not. Oh, God damn it. It was pretty good. And then um, the eulogist at the end. It was played by John Ng. Edward Quartermain. Edward Quartermain. Who was also in Timer. I was like, oh. <laughs> Completely missed that, Tony. Did you catch that? Well, uh, he was watching it with me. Only because I was sitting me. a foot away from Carly. Oh. It's Edward Quartermain. No Timer. No, he's Edward Quartermain from General Hospital. Yes, yeah, but he was also in Timer. <laughs> right. Okay. Are you guys ready to begin? I've been, I've been, I was born right, ready. All right, buckle in. This movie starts. Oh. This movie starts with some great angry violin music over the opening credits. It's just all over there. You definitely know that you're in for a wild ride with this a wild, crazy violining. And we see a graphic that says it's uh, 1978 on Broadway. And we zoom in and we see a Broadway marquee that says Madeline Ashton in Songbird. With an exclamation point. And then Kinda we like, Freud! And in front keeps, of the Friends reference. The camera keeps panning down, and you see the uh, entrance to the theater, and you see people leaving, saying that this is a piece of shit, and running out. And that she's terrible. Yep. Terrible. And then terrible, we go terrible, terrible. into the theater, and then we see this musical number of oh. Madeline singing the song, Me. Now, for fuck's sake, do they have to do the whole number? Yeah, it was a bit long. It's really great, though, because it turns, it goes from like this show tune to a disco tune halfway through. No, I didn't appre I didn't like it. <laughs> the whole song sucked. I didn't dig it. The I think, though, for at least maybe when I was a kid, like, that's what I thought Broadway was, basically, was yeah. this kind of thing. Big musical number. So, well, yeah, but like the, the actresses were all, you know, just like her, me, well, and I'm only, so great, and I love but, what I see. And but it's not supposed to be good. It's but supposed to be But the only good terrible. part was Bruce Willis losing his shit. No, the greatest part is when the chorus boy when it turns into the disco tune, well, and the like chorus opinion, starts man. where the gentlemen that are singing to her. One of the lines is, "I don't got a shameless hussy," <laughs> which made me laugh. I must have glossed because I was really line. paying attention to the lyrics because I'm like, what I was the listening fuck are these to the lyrics. Things? And one of them is, I don't got a shameless hussy. It really cracked me up. And you pan through the audience and you see everybody leaving. And then you zoom in, and then you zoom in on Ernest and Helen. And Ernest looks enraptured. And Helen looks like... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was the look. And Ernest is like... She's looking at him like, seriously? <laughs> and he goes, she's sensational. Sensational. Yep. Mm. Then we... Flash backstage. Thank God that was over. To Madeline's dressing room, where she's fixing her. She's looking at herself in the mirror, and she sings, "Wrinkled, wrinkled little star. I hope they never see the scars." And um, she's you know checking Drinks, makeup. Um, 
Jesus Christ. There's a knock on the door, and it's her manager saying that Helen is here to meet her. It has a gentle, gentleman with her, and they're here to meet her. And Madeline fixes herself all, so she's just in the best possible pose. With to be her, startled, yeah. With her boobs kind of hanging yeah. out. <laughs> and practices her ex- excited surprise face. And then she, you know, tells her helper to open the door. Wait a minute, you don't do that with the surprise face? No. I do that shit every time Tony comes over. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> you're cave? Well, yeah. Tony! <laughs> you don't do Alright, well, no. shit. I'm never surprised that Tony comes over because our dogs go ape shit. See, she I'm not surprised. the only one. We all get together, me and the dogs. Actually, she was surprised when she pulled up. She saw me in my car and Tony had reclined the seat and was laying down. And then he got up and she was like, I did not know he was in All of a sudden, his hand comes out of nowhere. It was very creepy. Why didn't you just come in? <laughs> it, uh, well, there's nobody here. It was only a couple minutes yeah. before she the got The dogs were it, here. Well, the dogs were here. Well, they would have let you in. We could wait five minutes. Nobody. Um, okay. So the door opens. It's Helen and Ernest. And Madeline is like, oh, Helen. And Helen is like, oh, Madeline. And they obviously hate each other. Frenemies, I think They're that's They're very called. clear frenemies. <laughs> frenemies. And Helen introduces Ernest as her fiancé. And he is apparently a famous plastic surgeon because Madeline recognizes his name right off. Dr. Ernest, whatever his name was. Menville. Yeah, him too. And Madeline seems just as enamored of him as he is of her. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. Partly, I mean, I think because of the plastic surgery. Yeah, because in her, when she was singing to herself, I hope they don't see the scars. Yeah. She knows plastic surgeons. And she knows that costs money, money. And Helen just seems... Upset, like she doesn't like this. Then we flash to the next scene because it's been three seconds, and we get a quick flash of Ernest in surgery, mm-hmm. and then there's like a knock on the surgery window, <laughs> and it's Madeline with champagne, yeah, glasses and glasses, and she's just like, huh, huh, let's go, which is seems very inappropriate. How did she mm-hmm. get there? <laughs> and he totally nicked the lady and was like, oh, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> and you, he lifts his hand and there's blood all over him. <laughs> Doesn't seem to bother Madeline. That's why you can't get that close during surgery. Mm. Then we go to our next scene and it's Ernest and Helen and they're kind of fighting because Helen is saying, you know, Ernest says it's just a dinner and Helen is like, you don't understand. She doesn't you know, she wants you because you're mine, and I meeting her was a test, and I don't want you to fail, and she's getting really upset. She has, like, I don't know, a handkerchief or Kleenex or something, and she's, and she's like just ringing. twisting it and twisting it in her hands. Yeah, she's wringing it. She's got a really good crazy face going, and uh, he says One that, that he, scares the bejesus out of Kurt Russell. Yeah, she begs him <laughs> not to fail and not to fall for Madeline, and... Then the scene ends with he has no interest in Madeline, and then the very next scene is his and Madeline's wedding. Well, doesn't she twist it until it bleeds, or something? Is, um, did I not? Did I see that wrong? Uh, I think that was when she was at the therapy. She twisted it till oh, okay. she bled. Wow. Or Sorry. maybe okay. at when she's getting arrested. I don't remember, but no, I don't think she, it was here that she bled. Okay. Uh, but I'm gonna be honest with you. When it switched to their wedding, I thought she was having a dream. <laughs> And it wasn't until, like, she got arrested and then it went to the mental institution that I was like, I guess this isn't a dream. <laughs> well, because Ernest and Madeline ha- get ha- married happily ever after. They look really ecstatic. Really? Happily ever after? Well, Temporarily. Everybody's ha- everybody thinks it's going to be happy ever happily ever after on their wedding day. 
Only, honey, only me and you get happily ever after. Everybody else has to get divorced. We know this, but I'm just saying, on the day of their wedding, they don't realize that they're not going to make it and that only you and I get to make it. No, it's only 50% now. <laughs> I think it's actually higher than that now. Let's go with 52. All right. I told Erin she's bound to be successful. Jessica and I both got divorced. <laughs> so Carly and her sister both got divorced. Well, and her third sister has a shot. I mean, really. You can't do the inside jokes. Not everybody knows your sister. One of them has to last. <laughs> if they're a long-time listener, they know a little bit. Well, let's know Carly's serious. dad. They know Carly's dad. Car- yeah. <laughs> Pretty well. All of Carly's family has been mentioned before on the podcast. <laughs> but do they one. listen to the podcast is a better question. Aaron does. Yeah, I was going to hey, say Aaron. Aaron. Aaron does. We're all pulling for you. Um, statistically, though, you could get married again and make it. I suppose if I were willing to get married. Tony, again. why are you sweating all of a sudden? <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not. You know what? He's probably not going to sweat today because he's not wearing an old man sweater. He's got a t-shirt on. And that's another nice color, red. Thank you. It's Tony Groshen red. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. good. That's a good color. <laughs> all right, so. I think that's the first time anybody's last name has been mentioned on the podcast. No, it's not. You said you your own last name. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> so then... Cat's um, <clears throat> out of the bag now. So after how? So after the wedding... She's wedding, having a hard time. And Helen looking crazy in the background. Then we get a seven years later graphic, and we see Helen as an overweight, crazy cat lady. Mm-hmm. So pretty much pictured Goldie Hawn in a giant fat suit. It wasn't a very good fat suit. But it was 1992, so. The special effects were so groundbreaking at the time, they won the Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Well, that was 1992, and it's currently 2017, and they don't stand up. But she's crazy, and she's watching a movie that Madeline starred in where she's killed, and she's just rewinding it and watching the part Madeline be strangled (laughs) Strangled and murdered over and over. And while she's watching this, her landlord starts banging on the door. She's just eating frosting straight from yeah. the container. And it looked like that was all that was in her cabin. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't do that? <laughs> no. I don't even have frosting unless I'm making a cake. Well, you know you know what it makes me think of? Damn. Friends and Joey and his peanut butter fingers. Yeah. Peanut butter I'm okay with, but frosting, I was like, ooh. That's, that's what a you lot do is you take, you take the frosting, right, and you put it in the fridge. Just so it doesn't freeze solid, but it's cold and it's a little bit harder, right? And you get a spoon. A little scoop is tastes just like fudge. Well, that's chocolate. She had just, like, vanilla. So, if you prefer Look. vanilla... Ooh, when you hit sugar. rock bottom, that you're eating frosting out of, a, out of a container with your fingers while you watch your longtime rival get murdered on TV while your landlord comes with the police to with evict police. you and have you arrested and you're still watching it over and over with frosting smeared across your face <laughs> then but perhaps you won't care. It was yeah. rather depressing. Her power didn't rough. go out. I guess her power is included in her rent. Maybe. It's gotta Perhaps. be. It's only a logical explanation because they would shut the power off before they evict you. Well, I don't know that anybody gets arrested when they get evicted, but who knows? That's maybe you can if you refuse uh, to leave. Also, how many cats did she have in there? I know. But at first, I'm like, is she eating cat food out of a can? I yes. no, it's frosting. All right. At first, I thought it was cat food she pulled out, and then she stuck her fingers in it and started eating. I was like, oh, okay, that's not cat food. <laughs> Should we go to? But we go to our next scene, and it's Helen, and she's in a mental facility. And she's um, obviously in group therapy, and um, the therapist, Rose from 227, asks, uh, asks <laughs> Helen if she it. wants to talk because she hasn't said anything for a while. 
And she says, actually, I do have something I want to talk about. Madeline Ashton. And the place goes Whoa. crazy. Apparently, this is all she ever talks about because all the other group members freak out. And then uh, Rose from 227 <laughs> takes her into her office and proceeds to be the worst psychologist ever. It and she horrible. The only, and yells at her. They're the only ones that don't do hypnotherapy. Like, can we not recognize that she is obsessed and maybe start treating well, her for that? She like, tells her, build a bridge and well, get over Well, no, she's <laughs> obviously... I don't think that that... She's obviously trying to teach her, treat her for her obsession, but there was no reason to be, like, yelling at her. Yeah. It's very But strange. there has to be something else she could have done in six months. She has to have known that this obsession and this fixation was there, and she should have been working on it instead of just getting like, mad. <laughs> I feel like Carly just feels like she's got some subpar, but it's been six months, and you don't know that she didn't try a hundred different yeah, kinds of therapy, she, yeah. and that's why she's so mad. And she's, like, yelling at her. That's not gonna help. Although... It is a comedy. It though, does help her create a plan to actually eliminate Madeline. Well, yes, because the therapist says she needs to eliminate all thoughts of Madeline to move on, but all Helen hears is that she should eliminate Madeline. And she seems to be like, yes, yes. That's and the way to go. Let's seems more lucid, mm -hmm. but apparently more insane. But apparently they don't recognize that, and they let her go. Yep. Well, it's oh, not well, a very good facility. We, we don't know. That. We don't know how long it takes her to get out of that facility, though, because the next graphic we have says se another seven years. Well, when was the first? When was the wedding? Seventy-eight. Uh, ooh, seven years after seven eighty-five. The okay. So the they don't say when the wedding is between eighty-five. But and after the wedding is the first seven years. So there's the wedding, seven years. Helen in the mental institution, mm -hmm. seven years. We're at the mansion. Okay, because she says that she, later, when she says she took the potion, didn't she say she took it in 85? Yeah, she took yeah. it the so same day So she must have gotten out pretty Martin quick. McFly went back. So we started in 78, and she took that potion in 75. That's seven years later. So she must have gotten out almost, you know, like that, after she decided she had a plan. <laughs> Way to go doing the math. That seems more Well, you girl. like a timeline. It helps me do the math. I know, this is, but doing the actual math. It just seems like more of a John thing. Already done the math. He's like, she's just saying stuff I already thought about. <laughs> like, I already know what year it was when the movie ends. Yeah, we did that math. <laughs> did you do the math of what no year they cars, were, Helen was yeah, born? Yeah, that's what I said, too. Because <laughs> no. if you know what year it takes place, and she's 50... I didn't know if she was really 50, or if Madeline was just saying she I was I assume 50. she was really 50. <laughs> Moving on. Because Ernest definitely looks 50. Yeah. When, all right, so another seven years have passed, and we're at a mansion in Beverly Hills. And we see a housekeeper whose actual character name is Rose, not to be confused with Rose from 227. She keeps going back totally to different 227. She, yeah, it's going to be a thing. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? If you don't want to talk about it, you could chime in with other information instead of just sitting there staring at me. Ooh. I could talk about how um, the doctor is not so mean that she poured water on Helen and told oh, her to get goodness. up. This housekeeper, though, <laughs> she so, is she is earning her money. Yeah, and she is damn she, good. She's at carrying that for them. heavy tray upstairs and then comes and sits it in the room and opens her blinds. And she knows says, exactly what to say and exactly what to do. And ex but it's <laughs> yeah. not Thursday, Mrs. And she wakes up Madeline and says that she's looking beautiful this morning. And Madeline is like, aren't you forgetting something? And she's like, it's not Thursday. And she's like, I think I need you to say it every day. And then she says, 
Man, madam, you look younger every day. I was a little sad that we don't see her, like, later in the movie. I think it would have been great if the housekeeper came upon any one of those scenes. (laughs) Interesting. Like, during the shovel fight. Yeah. <laughs> nope, the fall, uh, uh, even the fall down the stairs or the pool or anything. Like, really, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They, I feel like this perfect, they're still going like to keep talking about this it. Is, this is a black comedy. I feel like the perfect time would have been during the shovel fight. It would have been great. Stop talking about shit that has. Never mind. <laughs> Look, that, it's not like I'm not going to talk about that in 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Let's be honest. It's 40 her minutes, podcast. but whatever. 45. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, so Rose gives Helen tickets. And to the gun show, sorry. Or Rose gives Madeline tickets, and it's to Helen's book party. A forever young party, which Madeline laughs at evilly and says that the only thing she she is is eternally fat. And then uh, she says that Ernest didn't sleep in the bed and asks Rose where he was, and she kind of... Does she, she look her point? She, she points, points, like, up, and then... We pan up, and we see Ernest, drunk, asleep, on the floor of his office, man cave, library? Mm-hmm. I know man cave. Yeah. It seems like his room where he has his office and his bar and his everything kinda, he wants. I almost think that just out of camera is like a train set we can't <laughs> see. That would be cool. But it just feels like that Maybe kind of... a stuffed of, bear. Yeah. Mm. His Vin Diesel... Um, DVD collection. And he gets <laughs> up and Rose brings him breakfast as well and she gives him a Bloody Mary and he's like, it needs more vodka. So he pretty much drinks all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he asks if it's up yet and she says it's in the bath. And uh, They are miserable. Yeah, he sneaks out of the house to go to work and is it a hospital? <gasps> no, it's a mortuary. Ernest is now a mortician, not a super hotshot plastic surgeon. So well, it, shit happens. Some things have gone awry. I've, I initially attributed that to the alcoholism, but at some point in the movie they talk about how like, she ruined him and he'll never be able to operate again. We just don't know I think it's what happened. I think, I think, this is my crazy fan theory, even though I fucking hate those. <laughs> When other people have them, when this I do this, this is the only okay. movie. Um, that he probably started drinking because Madeline is awful, mm-hmm. and he probably was drunk on the job and probably lost killed somebody and lost his license. Yeah. Or was and now sued into oblivion. Yeah, he seemed to have landed on his feet. Big ass. I don't ass. think he was well, sued. Unless he's living with her. This is in the er, this is in the early eighties. This is before we got. This is the early nineties, but close. Well, but. When Whatever. this part is taking place. It was seven years later. So uh, okay, not, all right, so it was 92. But this was before we were all too happy, though. That didn't really happen until the later part of the 90s. Mm. Possible. Okay. It's just the beginning of Sue Happy. And so whatever happened, happened before now. Yeah, so it would have happened in the 80s, so people don't, didn't used to sew, sew as much as they did now. They didn't so, sew? didn't <laughs> sew as much. I'm sorry, sewing and sewing. They used Stitch Witch instead. Um, well... That's because they were apparently, all cooked out of gourds. Yeah. Apparently he is damn good, and he does the dead bodies of the rich and famous. Yeah. So then... Um, our next so he probably does fairly well. Our yeah. next scene is Madeline going to a crazy spa where 
people are, this is obviously where you would get your Botox and your facelifts and your, I don't know what the hell they're doing to that. Hamster wheel thing. thing. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> and she demands some wait kind minute, of. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't do that? No. Shit. She demands <laughs> some kind of treatment that they're only allowed to do every six months. And she's like, it's been almost that. And the girl is like, it's yeah, only it's been, been three, three weeks. weeks. I think they said it was a plasma separation. Something. Oh, I have no idea what that is, but I've donated plasma before. It, it's you can't even do that more than once. Every few I weeks. did too. You can <laughs> do. Once. You can donate plasma twice a week. Well, I donated plasma once, and it took forever, and it's really weird it when they put the blood. It takes I a guess long that's time. true, but yeah. but you can donate plasma twice forever. a week. Okay, great. Moving but on. I don't know what that means. In it's the platelets that you can't do as often. I've done that too. <laughs> Plasma you can do a lot, because that's what they make insulin out of. It's important to donate plasma. That's right. This Never portion of the it. podcast brought to you by the American Red Cross, because if like, you don't go donate, they'll like call the shit out of you. Keep it all. Would you ever give plasma? I gave plasma for years. Did okay. You? Oh, Jesus. Right. I have... Look, well, we I had, had a discussion once about how she won't... She's not an organ donor. That's my blood. dead body. <laughs> I give blood and donate oh, okay. plasma. I gave blood. <laughs> I donated plasma for years. My stepdad, Fizz, is a diabetic and needs insulin to live. I did it for a I while. Fish. He doesn't listen to this. I have iron <laughs> issues, don't get to the though, point. so I can't do it anymore. Yeah. But I did for a while. But, um, <laughs> so, but, so she tries to bribe the girl into doing it and is overheard by the girl's boss. Anna is the girl. And he tells Anna to leave. And, uh, is it an Anakin? Star Wars reference. Oh, goodness. Way to get it in. Now, was it just me, or did she seem to lose her accent once her she realized her boss was there? Because she was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it was not I think the she same did. accent as she had before. Well, because he had quite a fun accent, Mr. <laughs> Chingal. And uh, he's like, did I hear you correctly say money is no object? And she says, yes. And he turns off the camera in the room, which... Oh my god, if I'm getting a procedure there, I definitely don't want them filming it. Well, I don't think they yeah. could do that legally. <laughs> I don't know. He turns off the room camera, which was weird, and uh, asks if she's ever heard of uh, Liesel von Rumen, or however you pronounce that last name. And she's like, no. no. And he says she might be able to help, and that she, you could go there day or night, and it's a very select private group. She doesn't help just anyone. And Madeline says, of course she'll She'll, you know, do it, and then as soon as he leaves the room, rips the card in half and dumps it in her purse. She's like, weirdo. <laughs> Which surprised me. It seemed out of character. It was. It was completely <laughs> out of character, because if she's that desperate, where she's going to go back to the clinic three weeks after the last time? For another six-month procedure? Yeah. She's on that line. I mean, yeah. come on I now. feel like she's, she's on the corner selling it for a nickel. Let's go. I feel like she's not going to do anything that's not some kind of hyped-up treatment in a $1,000 spa. So if she's never heard of this person, she doesn't want your aromatherapy, well, weird... Um, in mine and Carly's fan fiction of the movie, she <laughs> I can see where you're coming from, but at the time I was like, I feel like she's the kind where she would try... Give it a shot. See at, least, at least see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she thinks she knows better than him. But okay. It surprised me, honestly, when we cut next to her in the car on the way there, and I was like, oh, she didn't get anything done? Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't do anything. <laughs> but uh, there's a great line in here where she looks at Ernest and is like, could you just not breathe? <laughs> <laughs> they hate each other. Which really cracked me up. And they get to the party, and Ernest goes to the bar, and this woman comes up to compliment him on his, his fantastic work on her Aunt Esther. 
<laughs> and she wants to, she's just gushing over how wonderful of job he did. And he, she asks what his secret is. And he's drunk and doesn't give a fuck. So he tells her it's spray paint. <laughs> and she seems horrified. And when he turned and looked and she was gone, I said to Tony, I feel like that's a totally valid response. He was being honest. And I, I agree that it's probably completely different to do dead bodies than living ones. So spray paints what works and spray paints what works. <laughs> I don't think I'd care, but like, oh, we I use spray paint. I wouldn't care. They're yeah. dead. Yeah. Spray paint. All well, right. People attribute all kinds of... Well, then I'd get real mad, but like, you charged me $400 for spray paint. <laughs> like, yeah, have you dealt with any... But she looked amazing. <laughs> I did my job. But then, uh... Get you a can of Krylon. 99 cents. But yes. Madeline and Ernest meet back up, and they're looking for Helen, and they can't find her, and Madeline's like, let's just go, and then he, they, through the crowd, they see what looks like a dowdy frumpy old woman oh there she is oh wait no that's not her see no you missed a good line where where Meryl Streep smirks <laughs> looks like she's lost some weight because there's a larger woman yeah. in front of her mm -hmm. yeah the then dowdy woman moves moves and then we see this sultry siren the, the good line. in a red dress mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's gorgeous well, you can't really tell she's gorgeous because in order to be gorgeous, you have to understand what kind of person she is on the inside. Nailed it. All right. Well, they weren't ex <laughs> Meryl ex or uh, hell, at Madeline, but especially wow. was not expecting her to be thin and beautiful. Not that you have no. to be thin to be beautiful, but that is absolutely not what she was expecting. And then she's like, oh, shit. She's like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm not and talking to her. And he's like, no, I'll go say hi. And then she <laughs> rethinks it. She's like, oh, absolutely not. You can't go talk to her. I have to go talk to her. Because she definitely doesn't want Ernest talking to her. Yeah, well, I don't... So, mm. Madeline goes over there. And then she gets all the way there, but then starts to turn away right as Helen turns and sees her. So then they have to do their fake Mads, how? Kiss, kiss. Yep. Bang, bang. And Helen is being just like Madeline was mm -hmm. long ago. Douchey. Yep. I believe he's pronounced douche. Yep. Rubbing it in that she's beautiful and successful. And Madeline is just kind of a washed up actress. She says, uh, I wasn't sure if you'd come, but then my publicist said that Madeline will go to the opening of an envelope. <laughs> Ouch. And honestly, with the book, what was the book called? Uh, yeah. Young Forever, Forever Young, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I honestly thought that it, because of Helen's obsession with Madeline, I thought it was going to be about her and how horrible she was. Kind of like that movie with the no wire hangers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mommy Dearest. Mommy yeah. Dearest. Kind of like that. Maybe with the names changed, but really about her and how she was obsessed with being young. <laughs> no, I think it's about... No, it's about how to stay young and how have to look a healthy beautiful lifestyle. like her. Yeah. But I'm I sure really she thought it was a book about Madeline. <laughs> sure she had a great before and after. Yeah. And she, you know, and then so Helen or Madeline decides she needs to tell her all about how great her marriage is, fakely. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Helen is like, oh, well, I, I just, I don't really care. I don't blame you. She says, she says this great line and the way she emphasizes it is very funny. She says, you didn't steal him. He went to you. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was him. <laughs> I've never blamed you, ever. And it was just like, there was just this really weird emphasis. And uh, 
then uh, every so then the party changes and we see Madeline overhearing some ladies talking about how wonderful she looks, and Madeline drops the bomb that she's fifty and they don't believe it, and then Madeline spots Ernest and Hel Ernest and Helen sneaking off, and uh, they're talking. You know, they have a little chit-chat, talking about his work and how unhappy he is. And he says he'd sell his soul to be able to operate again. And uh, Helen says that she wasted you. She married a brilliant surgeon and turned you into an undertaker. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Madeline can hear it. I got the or just see it. Because it looks like she was yeah. a little too far away. But she definitely was watching it. Yeah. Lip-reading, maybe. Enough to be suspicious, especially after Helen just said, I know it wasn't your fault, it was him. Yeah. And now she's over there talking to him, all buddy-buddy. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Just a tad. Suspicious, but, if you will. <laughs> I know my wife would get a little upset. So they go home. She might try to stab somebody, actually. Mm. So we go home. And Ernest is doing a little, looks like mental reminiscing. He pulls out an old picture of him and Helen He's looking at it wistfully as if, where, why did I let her go? And Madeline, and then we see Madeline leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, she apparently goes is to she her. she like a tote bag? Yeah, she has an overnight bag. Like, okay, so she saw him talking to her. Is she like, leaving? <laughs> she has an overnight bag. <laughs> but yeah, she just went to go visit her lover. Her man toy, Dakota. But, oh no. He was an attractive fella. But he's got companies. Mm-hmm. And she had a nice posterior. Mm-hmm. She did. This is where we can have ass chat. Does anybody want to talk Time about... Time number one. I just said she had a nice posterior. What else is there to say? Mm-hmm. And the dude says, uh, we look ridiculous together. Find someone your own age. Ouch. And then it yeah. starts raining on her. He also and was, it's not raining men. He was also like, Hallelujah. don't you ever think about how I feel? People no, she are doesn't. <laughs> no. But he was just as pointless and terrible as she was. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, they did a really good job of making her look old older. and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way older than she actually was. Like, they did a pretty good job. But it's, yes, a real trick is making them look young. She gets <laughs> in the car and she starts to have kind of a breakdown. Her old rival is gorgeous. Her marriage is in shambles. Her boy toy got in younger, hotter. Mm-hmm. Lady toy. They I thought that. she might die. They do that with CGI now. It's yeah. always kind of crazy. I remember. I remember being a little shocked with Force Awakens. Force Awakens when Force I saw Awakenings. Force Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens when I saw Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, and I'm like, mm, you guys are getting a little CGI on your face. You're a lot wrinklier. A little work done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Carrie Fisher d- looked weird that whole time. Yeah, so, did, did. so did Han. I Han asked looked... John if she had had a stroke because it seemed like her mouth really wasn't moving. Well, yeah, she's had that for a while, though. But I think but part stuff. of it was like May the way they did the CGI. And yeah, stuff. they, like they, they smoothed out their cheeks. I really noticed it heavy on Harrison. And I believe they call that airbrush. Because they smoothed <laughs> out her cheeks and then with the way that she talks mouth, without uh, moving, it just looked like she was a mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> it was very... <laughs> Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Very strange. But, so we're having a breakdown. We're driving in the car, and any minute we could go off a bridge or cause an accident. I thought she was going to cause an accident. The way she was driving? Yeah. I was like, She Ooh. stops in the middle of traffic. She, she almost causes an accident. She has no regard for anybody else. Because she bitch. happens to look up and catch a sight of her in her rearview mirror of her 
makeup running and her just looking a mess. And that's why she stops in the middle of the street because she can't go, what if someone saw her? And she dumps out her bag and digs through for like a scarf or a handkerchief or whatever so she can wipe her face. And uh, when she dumps her purse out, she spots the torn up card. She puts it back together. And she says, oh, ding. I have to make a pit stop. (laughs) Then we flash really quickly to Helen who is practicing some lines. There's a fun thing with Goldie Hawn in the parts where she's fake acting is so cheesy and hilarious that I just love it. I think it's a true <laughs> testament to her as an actress that the way when that when she as Helen is fake acting, it's just really funny. <laughs> like, when, like when Joey used to fake act on Friends. Yeah. It's really good. Which is really I really could funny. go right now, man. With his southern accent, you know. I enjoyed it when he explained about smelling the fart acne. <laughs> but so, uh, but as the but Helen's practicing her lines and she figures out what she's going to say, and the camera pans out and we see this very creepy evil shrine to Madeline. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is which is yeah. I'm sure she also has an evidence dungeon somewhere. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's a little serial killery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's gonna kill her. So. Yeah. Well, she's been planning to bump this bitch off for like seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this nice young lady. Yeah. No, the point of this movie is they're horrible. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I don't feel she's bad. She's a horrible bitch. <laughs> they're both horrible. Helen isn't much better. You keep said Helen and Helen. I said. Madeline, Madeline yes, was the go. one you were calling a bitch. Madeline. And I said, they're both horrible. Helen isn't much better. Yeah, that's what I meant. So Madeline goes to see Liesl. And we pull up to this gorgeous gothic mansion. Where the hell is <laughs> Slash <that>? castle. castle. <laughs> I don't know, but I really dug her shirt, man. I fought vampires in castles like I that. said to Tony, it's too bad that this isn't a newer movie. People would cosplay the shit out of that outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which, whose outfit? Liesel's. Liesel. Uh, the, the, like, skirt Liesel. and the necklaces that just cover her whole front, and she's clearly That's not wearing a shirt. I, I well, dug the shirt Maybe the our listeners yeah. will help bring this movie back, and somebody will. It you was, could, it was maybe you fantastic. should cosplay as that when we go to Comic-Con. I couldn't pull it off. That's for sure. <laughs> I think Tony should do it. I might. I might. And then, um, so she goes up to the door, and it opens, and she's expected, and there's all these hot young men as butlers who I call, in my notes, the Flash Gordon butlers, because they just remind <laughs> me of Flash Gordon for I some said, reason. They're almost dressed like wrestlers with the big belt and the yeah, tight pants. He-Man. <laughs> yeah. He-Man, Flash Gordon, yep. yep. Flash. So she walks uh, into the entry of the the foyer <laughs> and we see an elevator oh, come why down. I haven't done that yet? <laughs> oh, <no>. The foyer <laughs> floor Shit. is exactly the same as the foyer floor at Madeline's house. <laughs> I was like, Shot from I angle. think they uh, reused a set there. <laughs> and if you do Flash Gordon, I will be sad. Oh my like God! Flash Gordon? No, that's an Elaine movie. That's not a John movie. Whoa, she whoa, whoa, so whoa, mad whoa, about whoa. everything. Grab the reins, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little loose and wild with your sci-fi <laughs> fantasies. This is a comedy Fantasy horror. No, no, no. You can't Flash go horror. by. You can't go by what it says on IMDb. <laughs> no, this you, is a fantasy. This, this movie, is a fantasy movie. It has magic. This is dark. It's gothic a, horror. It's a black oh, a comedy. Yeah, it's not horror though. Why there's do you nothing get Flash horrifying Gordon? about this. I've never seen Flash. Gordon, Flash Gordon. So. There's nothing that isn't fantastic and fantasy you know, in Flash Gordon. Another, another movie I wanted to do. There's aliens. 
Another movie I wanted to do she was The Shadow. And she did the same shit. You can't do that. I'm like, well, It's a comic I? book movie. It's a fantasy. Yeah, but it's And there's really magic. Cool magic do, and aliens. Can I do... Science fiction and no fantasy. There's aliens in the shadow. There is in Flash Gordon. Can I do Blade? Uh, yes. Go ahead. But Mike. no, actually, you Say probably it. can't do Blade. You, I don't think you can, but... It. It's a horror. Well, yeah. Comic. No, no. But, yeah. But the first one is not I think there's a rom-com in there somewhere. You'll have... In the first one, probably... Um, Second one too. She does. There's the definitely a sad romantic. And the third you one. You should do the third one because it's got Deadpool in it. <laughs> it looks like I don't want. I to like know. the third one. But it's got that. <laughs> I'll do it. It's a little. I rough. think the problem is almost every comic book movie is an action movie that has fantastical no, elements. They're fantasy movies. That have that are about action adventures. Movies. So I think that they're really All right, both. look, you get just, Willow and Lord of the Rings. Move on. I can't do Willow or Lord of the Rings. I know, that sucks for you, doesn't you can't do Willow? No, that's, that's not underappreciated. Are you sure? Maybe I'll check. It's great. Well, check. You should do the old Tony and be like, it's not Can we not have this argument on the podcast? <laughs> because I didn't even get to talk about the elevator that brings down a couple of awesome Doberman pinchers. Oh, yeah, we're going to get back to those later. <laughs> well, no, ain't nobody stopping you. <laughs> you with your Flash Gordon talk. Those are some very uh, well, very well-trained dogs. Timothy Dalton. They Timothy ride the Dalton. elevator alone, get off, and go sit exactly where they're supposed to. But the the gentleman, one of the gentlemen brings Madeline <laughs> into a den, sitting room, or whatever, and tells her to sit down practically in the lap of another dude. Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. And, uh, very true bloodish. Then very Dr. Claw-like, the chair turns around. <laughs> yeah, too. And there's Liesl. And uh, she says, she has this great line where she says, I just arrived in town. I followed the spring. I haven't seen an autumn or a winter in years. And her and Madeline chit-chat. And, um... Oh, sit down. <sighs> then we flash to Helen... Uh, going to Madeline and Ernest's house. She knocks on the door, and Ernest answers, and she's like, I have to speak to Madeline. And he's like, she's not here. And she says, thank God. And like she just leaves the umbrella. <laughs> like she walked and left her umbrella standing there. <laughs> for all we know, now it's upside down just full of water. <laughs> well, she don't need it for the exit. You need it for Probably the blew away. So she goes in this whole thing telling Ernest how she wants him and stuff like that. And, uh, Before she couldn't say things like how sexual he was. She goes, but now she can. And she just says a bunch of words over and over. She says sexual like Six, twice sexy. and then says sex three times. And I thought she was going to go into like ecstasy and lust no, and just passion. Sex. But no, just sex. Sex. <laughs> sex. You know what really would work? She would have nipple placement. Oh. You have excellent nipple placement. That'd have been it right there. That always Beyond works. Like Donkey Kong. Yeah. It's like the naked man. Mm. So then we good, flash good, back uh, to Hello, I met your mother reference. <laughs> we flash back to Madeline and Liesel. And Madeline, she there's a couple times where she's like not buying it and she's gonna leave. Mm -hmm. And Liesel is like, sit down. And she gets out her secret magical elixir. It's definitely a potion of some sort. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is it an infinity gem? Because we know we have our trends. It's Madeline, a no, Madeline's like, what is that? And she says it's a touch of magic in this world of science. And, is it really um, a world of science? Mm. I think it I might don't know. be. I was blinded I by all the science. I think it else. might be an elixir of an affinity gem. 
Oh, good one, good one. So it's like the ether. Hit you with technology. So she pricks her finger and puts a little drop in there, and Madeline watches as her hand goes from old lady hand to beautiful young girl hand. Like 80-year-old lady hand with the age spots and everything to young lady hand. And I was like, she's not that old. So during this scene, I missed it because I was looking at my hand like... (laughs) Trying to decide if you have old man hands? Yeah. (laughs) I try not to look at my hands because they are old lady hands. I don't know. They look bad. They don't look great. (laughs) Okay, moving on. And then, yeah, we're all uh, looking at our hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a hand cast. Madel- and Liesl asked Madeline to guess her age. and She says 38, and that bitch looks insulted. <laughs> she said 28. 23? <laughs> 23. 23. She definitely doesn't look 23. And then Liesl 38 goes, I thought was a weird guess. I might have said like 33, but 38. Well, she's a bitch. You know, you know what I say every time a woman asks me her age? 25. I don't even blink. Yep. <laughs> 25. But, good call. It's a perfect age because then they don't, oh, I look too young or I don't look old. 25. Boom. And if they're under 25, give a fuck with it. I always try to actually guess. Fuck it. If you ask me, you get what you get. <laughs> How old do I look? I would have guessed Isabel Mussolini was about 33. <sighs> but so she says, would you believe that 25. I'm 71? <laughs> no. And Madeline's like, holy shit. Um, how much is it going to cost? And we don't get to see. We don't she get to see. She writes it down and, and shows it to her. It. And then she says, I'm not going to pay. She says, I think it's time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did it wrong because she showed her the elixir, but then she gives a demonstration after yeah. she says she's she not going to pay. I'm sorry. It's whatever. Whatever. Well, I misunderstood That's what when I had she written. does the hand thing and she's like, yeah. oh shit. And then she says, it. check you, okay? No, she says, we take an out of state third party starter check. That's not what she said. She said, check okay? And Lisa says, yes. But. So then she takes the check and hands her the potion and she drinks the potion. And then once she drinks the potion, Liesl says, now you have to make this promise. <laughs> She's like, now? now? That you can never speak of what happened and you can do whatever you want for 10 years, have the career of your life, but after 10 years, you have to disappear. Fake or you death. can fake your own death. death. Mm-hmm. Some of our other clients have. Yeah, we'll get to that. Or they just want to be alone. <gasps> Her? I was like, who is that? Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. No, it was Greta Garbo. Tony Googled it. <laughs> was it? Uh, I thought it was Marilyn I Monroe. I instantly thought it was Marilyn as well. I thought it was too, but I looked it up just because I didn't know for sure. Because Marilyn Monroe's in the next in that scene. Yeah, but so I think she's one of the faked her own death people. She didn't just disappear. She faked her own death. But, hey, okay. spoilers! You got all mad when I talk about the shovel fight. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right. So um, <laughs> Elvis is in it too. Liesl oh. tells her to take care of herself and her body because they will be together for a long time. Yep. And then we flash back to Helen and, uh. and Ernest, and they're making out pretty heavily. And then all of a sudden, Helen is like, "Stop! Stop! I can't." <laughs> Madeline has ruined you. And she stops to tell him how terrible he is. And Ernest decides, he says, I'll divorce her. I'll leave her. I should have done it years ago. We can be together. We always should have been together. And Helen is like, well, that's what she wants. Because we're in California. You're going to lose everything you've got. (laughs) There's only one way. And then she tells him she's hatched this plan. It's a very detailed plan. Mm -hmm. Well, she had a long time to plan it. (laughs) Gonna lace all one of all of the wine glasses with Narconol. Which he knows. 
Then she's going to call her and get herself invited to dinner. Helen will call her and get an invite to dinner. Then they will have, tomorrow. Then they will have dinner. No matter what kind of drink she chooses, she'll get a drugged wine. She'll drink it and she'll pass out. And then we'll finish dinner. <laughs> and, then we'll and then we'll take her and we'll drive to the top of Mulholland Drive. And we'll call and we'll report a drunk driver to the police. And fill, we'll fill a car with booze. Fill a car with booze. Oh my god! So wedge your foot booze. down. Weather, really ridiculous. Wedge your foot down on the gas, and send her over the edge of the cliff. Case Enough closed. To kill three people in that truck. Yeah, when she, when she, she goes to the four <laughs> oh. Oh my god! By the time they find her body, the narconol will have. Evaporated. Dissipated. She's a, a charred hunk of human because yeah. as soon as her car went over the cliff, it, it just fucking exploded. But they covered it in alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> she says, the case is closed. Madeline's dead, and we're free. Dun dun dun. Chalk it up as a drunk driver. Very funny. She part. deserved it. They actually say that she deserved yeah. it. <laughs> but so, Madeline gets home. Uh oh. Carla's running out of wine. Uh-oh. That's all right. Madeline's body has changed. Her butt has lifted. Her boobs have firmed That's and lifted. kind of ridiculous. The animation <laughs> of it is very funny. Well, actually, it was a trivia thing I read. They had a special bra they made that made her boobs do that. That's awesome. That wasn't special effects. Or they had some kind of weird bra that shrunk her boobs up or whatever. Like, kind of wow. like that new one that's out that has the little thing in machine and you, push, yeah. you pull it together and your Wait, boobs what? come together. I, I know exactly what she's talking about, uh, and I saw a review no. of that, and some girl put it on and showed that it did not a damn thing. I think I saw one where the lady had large boobs. They barely covered her nipples, and she's like, yeah, this isn't doing shit. Which I don't know why she thought it would. It's designed for smaller-chested ladies. Yeah, I don't think it's designed for anybody bigger than, like, a D. Yeah, probably not. But um, you guys don't know what we're talking about. Bras are the enemy. Uh, <laughs> it's not a good bra. It's not as cool as the ta-ta towel. <laughs> you know what I was like the over-the-shoulder boulder. Which, holder. if John John like asked me if I would use that, and I said all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would come off. I don't know much about like having boobs, but I just think it would flip off or fall off. I mean, it looks like it holds on, but I don't know. The ta-ta towel. Yeah. I look. Well, like, if you Chris bent over to. You know, feed your dogs or, you know... Well, I'll tell you what. On Christmas morning, you can ask Elaine. But I feel like... Oh. I feel like it's just so something you wear until you get dressed. Like... Oh, okay, when you I, get out of the shower. When something. I get out of the shower, I... Like, I have to sit, like, at least for 20 minutes in a towel till I stop sweating so I can get dressed. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I stand in front of his fan. Yeah. I don't have to. So he I has a myriad of fans arranged around. I usually sit on the bed. <laughs> I usually sit on the bed naked because no one's home. You know what's helpful for me? I'm really cool. So when I got a shower, I'm good to go. Nobody cares about this. All right. So Madeline, so Madeline goes home, and we see as she we see uh, Helen sneaking out the gate as Madeline comes in. We get a shot of drunk Ernest. Shocking. And then Madeline goes and puts on a cat suit, probably she hasn't been able to wear for years, just admiring how fabulous she looks. <laughs> and then Ernest and Madeline have a fight, because she's going out for That's some not reason. not the best cat suit worn in the movies in 1992. Yeah. And amazingly, he doesn't notice that fight. now she looks literally 20 he years He does younger. notice. He says, did you do something different with your hair? Well, that's the only <laughs> thing that didn't change. Because he noticed. <laughs> he noticed something was different. So he said, did you do something with your hair? But literally, 
Everything else is different. <laughs> if my wife came home and things weren't where they used to be, I'd notice. Well, he they have yeah. a big fight. You're like, um, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> how much Did is you have plastic us? surgery? Yeah. Oh, how much is this costing me? But they have a And he was a plastic surgeon. I yeah. feel like he would have noticed. If anybody. <laughs> he did know. He's drunk. Well, that's true. And he noticed. But I feel like. But he didn't drunk, know what it was. Drunk former plastic surgeon probably would have gone, hey, like, touched him. I feel what like. Is, this is different. <laughs> I feel like Ernest is a functioning alcoholic. So he's probably so drunk. Yeah. Possible. But they have a fight in which he refers to her as a cheap, tacky tramp. Mm. Then he says, who every week becomes less and less the woman I married and becomes more and more a fraud. And she tells him that he is a limp loser. Placid. And he's just as dead below the waist as his clients. Ouch. Placid. <laughs> At least they're stiff. Yeah. Then. She would have more fun with one of his yeah. clients. But, Placid. But this is, they say some terrible stuff to each other. It's mm. fantastically hilarious. And then all of a sudden, he starts choking the life out of her. He has Literally, snapped. Yeah. He's Two hands. He's fucking choking her. And they're kind of... He's kind of backing her up, and he gets her right on the edge of the top step. She's teetering on her high heels. And then he stops, because he kind of comes to his senses, and he's like, oh, my God. And she's teetering there, and she's like, help me, help me. And he starts to reach for her right when she gets mad, and she yells, help me, you wimp. And gets angry instead of scared, so he pushes her. No, no, I like oh, this because he's just he, with the just the one finger, finger. <laughs> just the finger, and then she eats all Which, kinds of shit. If he hadn't just had his hands around her neck, might have made it so it wasn't so obvious that he pushed her. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because she's gonna have all kinds of. Hollywood doesn't yeah. know about um, Leighton Bruce though. <laughs> Not this is before not, CSI. Not this time. this is before CSI. Yes, but he was a doctor. He we didn't know about that. That makes me want to binge up watch the first scene of CSI. <laughs> Alright, so make a Anything mental note of that. Top shelf will be fine. I love Top Shelf. I'm on season eight. Um, she uh so she falls and then her twisted her body lays at the bottom, twisted and broken. It looks magnificent. Locked up. It's the not first good. person he calls is Helen. Big mistake. Yep. Which Helen is pissed. He's like, I pushed her down the stairs. She's dead. And Helen is furious because he didn't follow the plan. She's like, what the fuck, dude? We had a plan. This a long this, involved plan. This is not going to work. Who Did you call the cops? No, I called you. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think it's going to be suspicious that you called me? Not 911. And then this is when the body starts to move in the background. <laughs> and she tells him, Helen tells him that here's what they're going to do. He's going to hang up and call the police and say that he was on the phone with Helen when he heard a noise and he turned and his wife had fallen down the stairs. And then she asks about time of death. Do you think the police would be able to tell you didn't call? And he's like, no, it's not really that exact of a science. And then he turns and there's Madeline and she says, Ernest, Ernest, you pushed me down the stairs. And he screams and freaks out. <laughs> I would. Now, as you I would. Yeah. Helen, like you do. I have to say, Helen must have hung up the phone. Because there's no way she wouldn't have heard him scream yeah. and drop um, the fucking phone. No, I think when he ran away from where the phone was, he broke the cord. Because Maybe. he went quite a bit of a distance. Because but Helen doesn't seem to think Helen that there's anything know. wrong when she comes. Yeah, yeah. Helen doesn't know she's not dead. So, so I feel thing, like she must have hung up before she said, I don't know. Ernest, 
earnest. <laughs> but, so... I don't think this movie really worries about those plot holes too much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now we get a fun scene with Madeline. Her head is on backwards. Her body... She's trying to walk around and sit and do things, and her body is not quite working. She threatens she's going to call the police because he killed her, or he tried to kill her. A little crazy. And he's like, Madeline, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> And then she looks down and sees her ass. Which I thought she was going to make a line about how great her ass looked. <laughs> Anybody else have a, a thing about space balls right there? Yeah. Like, why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big? <laughs> no? President Scroob. Just me? I've okay. never seen space balls. You what? <laughs> what the? F- okay, I'm going to have to veer off and next, my next pick is going to have to be space balls. Wait, where are you going? I hate when he does that. Why doesn't he, he for just real, pause for real it? left. Are you? <laughs> I hate when you leave the room and you don't pause the thing. It's very annoying. <laughs> I know. I didn't want the listeners to just think we were having a conversation about you leaving the room and then not go back to it. Well, it's for the dramatic effect. You didn't see Spaceballs. <laughs> Which I might just have to do, even though it's not underappreciated. I just think Carly needs to have to watch it. I don't know. That's not a science fiction well, fantasy we movie. Re- re- it takes place in space. <laughs> Which is a real place. Sure. Okay. They comb yeah, no, the desert, is, literally. It's a bit of a romantic comedy. Yeah, it is. Um, uh-huh. So then, uh, so she, she, he, she notices that her head is on backwards, and she fucking, tw- she's like, help me. And he's like, I can't help you. I think you broke your neck. And she just twists her head back. And Ernest is freaking out. So he makes her go to the hospital. So... Ernest thinks that she's in shock and has the doctor examine her, but the doctor can't find a heartbeat. And, and he, her wrist will bend all, all the way, way back. She has no pain. No pain. Yeah. She has bones protruding from her neck. No pain. And she has two broken vertebrae. Her wrist is fractured in three places. Her temperature's below 80. He tries to find her heartbeat and he can't. She's dead. He says, You're in violation of every natural law I know. I knew it. And, um,. That's when she's like, natural law. And that's, I think, when she realizes that potion. Yeah. Did something to her. At some point, I was like, is this a vampire movie? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it does suck. Well, I think... Isabella Rossellini, I think, did play a vampire in something. But, uh... Maybe. I think she would be good at it. But the doctor leaves, and Madeline faints. And when she faints... Ernest leaves to find another doctor and he's searching. He's like, where are all the doctors? Where are all the doctors? He looks in a room and there's Madeline's doctor having a fucking heart attack. (laughs) So then he goes back to her, to Madeline's room, but she's gone and there's a nurse in there. And the nurse, he's like, where's my wife? And she's like, sir, it'll be okay. And he's like, no, no, where's my wife? And she's like, well, she's dead. And they took her to the morgue. And he says, the morgue, uh-huh. she'll be furious. <laughs> Good line. <laughs> which is really funny. And he goes to the morgue, which I I think this is probably the hospital he used to work at. Because it seemed like that doctor was a friend of the family. And he seems to know his way around. Because he goes right into the morgue. And he, you hear some knocking on the wall. Or it could be that he's a, a mortician, so he goes to lots of morgues. Well, that's true. Maybe, Picks up yeah. dead bodies. I don't know. He seems Just like saying. the kind of specialty mortician that you bring I'm the no bodies Sherlock to. I'm Sherlock Holmes. But. <laughs> I don't think the the 
cosmetologist yeah. is the guy that has to go pick up the bodies. They probably got some poor orderly schlub to do that. Um, if you got the money for one. Well, he's the mortician to the rich and famous. Just saying. So they probably got a lot of money. She's just going to have to yank on all those threads, huh? Yank, yank, yank. Yeah. Uh-huh. And another one would say, well, if he's... If he used to work in the hospital, they wouldn't let him down to the morgue because he used to work there. They know him and wouldn't let him go. Well, I don't know. I think this so is one of those things now? where you can just look like you know where you're going and you are there. Or yeah, it's a movie. There's nobody in the morgue, so it wouldn't matter. There's no one to she kick him out. the one where I said it's a movie. Moving he on. opens the freezer, the wall freezer, and pulls out Madeline. And she's kind of freaking out. And she's like, what happened to me? I would too. And Ernest says... It's a sign from God. It's a miracle, which is an we interesting take. together. Yeah, she it's said a sign. I fainted and then I woke up and everything was black because okay. she was put to a body bag and stuffed in a freezer. Mm -hmm. He thinks that her being so alive is a miracle. So then we flash to Helen, who's waiting outside their house, and she sees that no one's home, and she sees the Ernest pull in. She's got, like, binoculars or something. She's watching him. And Ernest gets out of the car, and then he's carrying Madeline, which, I don't know, did she faint again? Is her body not working? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. But it looks like he's... Weird. Lug but Helen thinks he's lugging around a dead, dead body. body, and she's like, what is this fool doing? Mm -hmm. So she hops the fence, and then Ernest comes out of the house and gets back in the car, and then she follows him out, because Ernest drives to the mortuary. And loads up his car with a bunch of formaldehyde. And Helen is like, what is happening? She's following all super curious. And then uh, we flash back to the house. And Ernest is up in his man cave. And he's got Madeline all laid out. And he's acting like a crazed Picasso. <laughs> and this is his Venus. And he's painting her and fixing her and just making Here's her beautiful. Question. So as he's painting her, they covered up her butt. Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. is her husband. Okay. He wouldn't cover up her butt. No, he wouldn't. He's he, seen her butt. Well, maybe he was afraid paint would pool in the crack. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to have to get some paint in there anyway. Or she'll have he's going to have this weird triangle <laughs> on her butt that's not painted. <laughs> well, you know, it was the 90s. That was the style in California to wear an itty-bitty to get a really good tan and have the bikini tan lines. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if that was the style, but that seemed to be the style everywhere. You get you get tan lines if you stay out in the sun. Mm. He did make her pretty beautiful, though. Yeah. Well, he's Picasso. And if he's, he was Picasso, she'd have three boobs. <laughs> and he says that uh, he's out of turpentine and he needs more paint. So he stomps out of the room and... Uh, he goes downstairs and, oh my god, Helen's in the house. Oh, hi, Helen. How did she fucking get in there? Creep much. And he's like, you need to leave. And she's like, where's the body, you fool? And they have an argument. And Helen is telling him how they're going to get rid of Madeline. He has red paint all over him. It looks like blood. But he keeps telling her to quiet down, go outside, quiet down, go outside. And she's like, why should I be quiet? She'll hear you. <laughs> I'm in this with you. We plotted to kill her. Oh, now she heard you. And now she heard you. <laughs> and she put clothes on because she was naked a minute ago. Mm -hmm. And she, uh... So she goes to get a shotgun. Helen says that she was a, something about her being a bad actress. 
And then she yeah, sees... Yeah, that's right. And she hears that. Yeah. And she sees Helen and says, It's alive! <laughs> Which is very funny. Call back to Frank's. But Madeline is pissed because Helen and Ernest were going to kill her. Mm-hmm. And she just walks past Ernest, and Ernest is trying to keep her calm and follow her, but he's a little too slow because she's already grabbed a shotgun from the gun cabinet. Why do they have guns? A lot of guns. <sighs> yeah, not just one. Guns are cool. And Madeline walks right up to Helen and just blows a fucking <laughs> hole right through her. She flies across the room into the fountain in the sunroom. Mm-hmm. Laying in the, floating in the pool. And Ernest... Has another fucking panic attack. Well, as you would. Yeah. Your dead wife just shot. Shot, shot your dead mistress. Your ex girlfriend or whatever. But Madeline is like, we're gonna bury her in Death Valley, which was Helen's plan to get rid of Madeline's body, and or Helen's third plan, because she's on plan number at yeah. least plan C at this point. <laughs> because he is just not working with her the way and she wants. She drags over all the shovels and stuff that Helen had brought in. And it's like, look, we're going to do this. Are you going to help me? Or are you going to go to jail? Or are you going to go to jail? I can hold my breath for a very long time. Madeline's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go to jail. She says, nobody can play dead like me. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, help me or you're getting locked up. And you know that you're going to get raped in jail. Yeah. <laughs> so he starts, so he agrees to you help know, her. Do you know what they do to fat, was it fat white Republicans in jail? Yep. Would he be a Republican? Oh. I don't know. They said soft. I think it was soft, overweight. Such a Democrat. She did, she did say, say Republican. Republican. Yeah, but he'd be a Democrat. Not in the 90s. Uh, Not in the know. 90s. I don't know. I don't know. I was too young in the 90s. That's, hey. Let's have that argument off camera. I'm just going to say <laughs> Arnold got elected governor and he was Republican. He was also Arnold. Moving on. <laughs> But, um, so they're spreading a tarp. He's starting to spread out a tarp, and he's like, help, aren't you going to help me? And she's like, oh, oh, I guess, of course I'm going to help you, I guess. And they're spreading out this tarp, and that is when, oh no, Helen is alive. <laughs> she stands up, and there's this great shot of the water pouring out of the hole in the middle of her body. That's a lot of water. Much like Elaine, this is where I was pulled out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she has a hole through her. No spine. No nothing holding her up. Right, like so the thing holding her up is like the nothing. muscle and fat on the on her sides. And I was like, she would so wow. flop over, <laughs> she would collapse into a bunch of Goldie Hawn mess. Uh, she may be still alive, but yeah, she, she ain't walking around. Which makes this next part really hard, where she starts walking. You can't do that without a spine. Yeah, it's kind of tough. But there's anyway. no synopsis to get. <laughs> I'm just saying. But in in a world where. You live forever. This I mean, bullshit. this yeah, is sucks. pretty much where it like, goes in off this the rails. Happen. <laughs> it's a little Bugs Bunny esque. So Madeline, this is where Madeline realizes that they both took the potion, mm-hmm. and she kind of reaches over and she sees the pin that Liesel put on um, Helen's Madeline on Madeline, but on Helen's lapel, yeah. and then Helen sees the one, and they're like you and you, and they're having an argument, and they start to fight, and this Curtis is where goes. I'm beginning to think this wasn't a miracle. <laughs> and good luck. No, I like says I'm going upstairs. <laughs> well, Helen. So they are exchanging insults now, and then Helen picks up a shovel and knocks Madeline's head off. So it just got that fixed. And she Knocks fixes the shit it out of her. And she picks up a shovel, 
And then they have a shovel fight. A shovel fight. And as it was we were saying she earlier, threw the shovel at her like, "Here's your shovel. Now no, let's fight." Really if if the this maid had come in at this point, yeah. and that would have been the perfect point. Has a hole through her, and the other one's head keeps flopping over. <laughs> even while they're having a shovel fight, which picture fantastic. an axe fight in, but use shovels, and that's pretty much what it is. It was fantastic. It would have been fantastic. Ernest well, just kind of leaves. You know what Carly's favorite scene is? Well, she hits her with it's a shovel actually. and it breaks into like a spear. And then she throws the spear at her. And, and it, it goes, goes through the, the hole. hole. And she's like, yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, but as I kept thinking, it. maybe this is the little vampire-esque, I was like, oh, is she going to stake her? No. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did. She tried. She can't. She played but, a little lawn darts. <laughs> but Helen recounts how Madeline stole all of her boyfriends, and there's a litany. And Madeline says that Helen started it because... She because Helen thought she was cheap and wouldn't invite her to her parties, and oh God. they fight for a while. But in the end, they admit Helen admits that she thought Madeline was cheap, and Madeline admits that she hurt her on purpose. And then they apologize to each other. And is this where um, Helen sits down on the couch? Yes. Yeah. Because she sits down stage. on the couch. Right where the stake was in the couch, and the stake goes right through her hall. It's just a really funny visual. It's a good visual. They come to an agreement. They're okay again. But they kind of figure. They kind of realize that they're a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they need to. That they need Ernest to fix them. And so they go to apologize to Ernest, and he is packing his shit up. He is out the dough. Takes his dartboard. <laughs> yes. Like you would. You would be out the door. Yeah. He's like, I'm leaving. And they're like, You can't go. We need you. We need you. Please fix us. And they and he says he doesn't want to do it, but he says that he'll do it on one condition. When I'm done, I go. You don't look for me, you don't ask about me, you don't even think of me ever again. And they agree. They're lying, but they For agree. now. <laughs> I think initially they did think, okay, he'll fix this up and we'll be done. I don't think they initially thought that they were lying. Well. I agree with Carly again. I agree. <laughs> so we'll get to that. Ultimately, they were lying, but I don't think they thought they, they were lying. <laughs> they weren't lying at the time. But so they look fabulous. He fixes up because he's a professional. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got a spine from, but okay. <laughs> well, Madeline says not to... She should avoid the bikini season. <laughs> <laughs> and we see Ernest packing up all his stuff, and he throws both his wedding picture and the old picture of him and Helen together into the trash. Mm-hmm. He's going to make a new life. Because he's done with them crazy bitches. Yeah. And the ladies are talking about how wonderful his work is, and then looks like Helen has a little bit of a, a patch where the paint is peeling. Is the tag. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And they're like... That's no good. And they're like, well, we'll just go get him to fix it before he leaves. He's still here. It must just have not been dry yet. And then they realize that if he leaves, what if something else happens? Yep. So we find out that as long as you stay alive, your body will be fine. But if you die, then your body starts to fall apart. I you guess. can't actually you can't actually die, but your body will start falling apart. Which is why the warning: take care of your body. Take care of your body. It's the only one you get. But they hatch a plot to drug Ernest and take him to Liesel and take the potion. So then he will can take care of them forever. Yeah, that damn Helen. <laughs> and you know what? She doesn't even come up with a new plan. It's like, we'll drug him. Give him a drink. Yeah. And he's too fucking stupid to realize, 
But we'll get to that. <laughs> well, so they drug his drink, and they come bring him the last drink, and he says, peace he out. Big monologue, but not drinking the drink. But he spills it all over the place. Yeah. I feel like if they had brought a tray with three drinks and, like, toasted to him or something and said their goodbyes, maybe he would have drank it, but they just brought a platter with one drink. Yeah. Well, the best part was when he's like, I'm going to have this drink, and goes, I drink too much, and pours it out. <laughs> I really thought it would have been great if the plant, like, sort I of that fell too. over. I thought that, too. dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I right know now. that they weren't trying to kill him with the drink, but I think it would have been funny. But so they have to go to plan B, and they hit him on the head with Beat a couple of bases. <laughs> and he starts to, his body, is he's being knocked. Um, Down the stairs. No, I was going to say silly. And he starts to wobble at the top of the stairs and they grab him and they pull him before he can fall down the stairs. Because we know if you fall down those stairs, you'll break your neck. Mm -hmm. And he does not have the elixir of love in him. Some stairs. Well, he wakes up. Ernest wakes up and he's in a tuxedo and he's poolside at old Liesel's. Uh-oh. And she's coming out. Great buttocks placement. Yeah. Does she have the heels on when she gets out of the pool? Yes. <laughs> you don't sw- swim in heels? I was like, was she wearing wait, this while she Wait, wait, wait. Stop the fucking... You don't do that? <laughs> I feel like... she. I feel like when she probably stepped onto the edge, she probably stepped right into the heels. Uh, wet feet and heels doesn't sound comfortable. The heels don't sound comfortable, really. And they say... She tells him... That she's throwing a party, that she throws one every spring for all her clients. clients. But she also hasn't seen a season other than spring in many years. That's true. <laughs> she follows the spring. Plot hole, we're not going to worry about that. And uh, <laughs> he's like, what do you want with me? And she's like, I want to make you young forever. And she, you know, tells how she's very impressed with his work and she thinks he's a masterpiece and all these wonderful things. And uh, she tells, like, she seems very... Like, um, sorry, I can't think of the word I want to use. But so she tells him that this is what he's always done. (laughs) He stops time in people's faces and their bodies. And if he drinks this, then it'll be the completion of his life's work. Mm -hmm. And she takes out the magic potion and she does the hand trick. Mm -hmm. And he's where he has one old man hand and one young strong hand. Stabs him in the finger and it bleeds. And uh, he goes and. He looks like he's going to do it. And she's having this very convincing speech. Mm. And just as he's about to um, take, take a sip, she says he'll never die. And he's like, I'll, and he's like, live forever. I don't want that. I'll have to watch everybody around me die. That sounds terrible. Which what is pretty much what I say to Tony every time he talks about how he wants to be immortal. I don't want to be immortal. <laughs> I only want to be immortal I, if I get to have sword fights. I'm with him. I don't want to live forever and watch everybody I know die and then keep living forever. So the next set of people I know and love, I watch them die. And then the next set of people... Yeah, but you don't die. <laughs> but who wants to live forever? Not me. When love who dares to love forever? <laughs> All men must die. So when um, am I going to do Highlander? Soon. But so he takes the potion and he, or he takes the potion and he puts it in his pocket. And he says, you guys have to be stopped. And then he runs off with the potion. Which like nobody's ever done before, probably. <laughs> like, but I don't understand how that works. Because if you drink the potion, it's gone. So is it... Yeah, they don't like they seem, it. They seem really freaked out that he has the vial of potion, but... But she puts it back in the thing. Unless it's and the vial closes. that... 
I don't know. Maybe I don't it's know. one of those things where she puts it in the back end thing and it closes and there's more potion or something. Or it could be yeah. that she can he can tell the world that this potion exists. Oh, is that too? And also, she said, "Don't tell it. anybody." What is in it for her if he takes the potion? Because she's Cause she not can, charging he can him. Well, because he's going to do plastic surgery on all the people forever. But if they, as long them. as they don't die, they don't need it. Well, but yeah, no, happen. but their bodies get hurt. Think he can fix all of the things oh. that happen. What if Liesel's in a car accident? Yeah, it's just. And she has lots of clients that have that are probably not as careful as her. And if she has him on standby, she can charge all these people a lot of extra money to have access to him. And all of the people that they show died tragically. They show Elvis and James Dean and Jim Morrison and Marilyn. These are not safe people, so (laughs) they're going to die probably badly at some point. They're pretty but wild characters. He tries to sneak off through the party. Are we boring you, dear? No, I just keep... <laughs> I'm not getting enough oxygen. She she uh-huh. worked today. She's tired. <laughs> I've been up for a very long time. Okay, you know well, that. Well, let's talk about so that. So stop asking about how tired I am. <laughs> no, ask a simple question. So, but he tries to sneak off through the party, but Helen and, Mag, and uh, Mags spot him. And, and they see that he has the potion. They, they say, oh, God, he still looks like hell. He hasn't taken it yet. Look, he's still got it. And they see him put it in his pocket. So they go after him. And apparently, Liesel is just about to enter the party, so it goes on lockdown? Yeah. No, All the I do believe that was because they know he's trying to escape. Yeah, but Liesel knows he's trying to escape, but the party guy doesn't know he's trying to escape. Yeah. No, but she I think the guy came over and talked to him. Yeah, she might have had a guy. I think she, I she had the guards lock that shit down. It was weird. So he does a little... Tom, Dick, and Harry or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly he what it was. He does a little reminder of the rules. It's actually Harry, Tom, and Dick. Yeah. Hey, Elvis, stop making random appearances for publicity and uh, now lock it down. Mm-hmm. But so Ernest gets in the elevator and goes up and it opens... No shit, there's dogs. Oh, no. Okay. Two Dobermans. Remember I said we're going to go back to the dogs. Like, yeah, we yeah, are. What about Here them? we have the dogs. They're chasing them down. And uh-huh. Tony says, you want to say what he said? I just said I think it would be cool if he gave the, the Dobermans the potion and they became little puppies forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been fantastic. <laughs> uh, have you ever had a puppy? Yeah, that's what I said, too. I, I said, know, but then but you got a puppy forever. They wouldn't have been <laughs> trying to kill him. <laughs> Had a puppy, but it doesn't make, double that. It would have solved his immediate problem. Forever. But it wouldn't have done Forever. that because it doesn't make you a child. No, but it takes you back to when you were at your yes. money on dogs youngest and healthy. Um, yes, so they would have been like three. Yeah, but they, maybe Chael they is two, and that's how big he is. Like, there's no way. It wouldn't have made any difference. Chael is our Rottweiler, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen him on unmovie podcast dogs. Yes. <laughs> but so, Instagram. On Instagram. <laughs> he... Goes down this hallway and goes up onto the roof. And he's trapped. But then he sees a conveniently labeled other exit. Like we're at an amusement park. That's really what made yeah. it made me think of an amusement park. I don't want to like, tug at that string too much. Who has that shit now? Yeah. <laughs> and he, sees he can climb across the roof and down this, po- this pipe to get to the other exit. And no, as he's halfway across the very steep roof... Madeline and Helen shout. Words are hard. And they shout, and he falls off the fucking roof. Thank God he got dressed in that tuxedo, though, because his suspenders get caught on a pipe. 
And then he kind of swings out into the middle. It's a little ludicrous. And they try to catch Luda. him. They throw a scarf in an attempt to get it to reach him. I was like, even if him. he caught that scarf, it would just rip. <laughs> and then they just drop it anyway. I don't think it would have ripped. I it think doesn't it matter. If it was silk, it wouldn't. Silk's really yeah. tough. I'm it sure silk. it was. I'm sure. No polyester for metal. No. no. So they realize they're like, Ernest, do you still have the potion? And he takes it out of his pocket, and they're like, "Drink it, drink it. If you survive, drink it, and you'll survive the fall. And you can you fix c- yourself. You yeah. can fix you." I don't think so. <laughs> and they're try they're convincing him, and he's looking at it, and but then they're both like, "Do it, do it. You have to drink it." And he's and like, "We need forever. you." Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, "No, that's hell." He's thinking about it. No, I'm gonna spend the life. Uh, I'd rather not want this free. So he looks at these two, and he's like, "I'd rather be dead." So he drops it, and then he falls. But surprise, surprise, he lands in the pool. Smashes through a window or a big glass ceiling into the pool, which makes me wonder if the potion even broke. Um, we heard the glass shatter. Yeah. But then we see no evidence. Let me of explain it. something to you. When you fall from that height into into a pool, you're gonna die. Well, you fall through a glass. <laughs> and window. I said, Glass-y I said, die. oh my god, he's gonna survive, isn't he? And Tony's like, no. And then he starts yeah. thrashing. <laughs> I was like, what was I thinking? It would have been like hitting concrete. From yeah. that height. I don't know. There are people that have lived that have parachuted and their chute didn't open and lived. Hmm. So I'm not gonna say automatically that you. Did they go die. through a plate glass window? Chances are. Harley and Marble did it. If you jump out of a plane, it doesn't matter what you land on. It's gonna get smashed. Down w- w- <laughs> Let's watch that again. That's Let's a cool do it. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're still talking about that. We're on Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. But anyway, so they're survived. spending a fortune. <laughs> but he's surprised. Folks, go back and listen to Harley so, Davidson and the Marlboro Man episode. It is one of our <laughs> most highly pool, rated. And he manages to steal a car and escape. And not Lee- just any car. James Dean's Gray Spider. Oh yeah. Pretty cool. And Liesl tells um, say little bastard on the back. Helen and yeah. Madeline that they need to get him back. So they go back to the house, and they can't find him, and they have an argument about how dumb they are. And, and then, then they just give up, and they don't look for him. That's it. And they realize <laughs> that they're going to have to take care of each other. And they kind of there's some hysterical laughter here, and it seems like it's just desserts that they'll have to spend eternity with each other, learning how to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. Then we get another graphic. It's 37 years later. So what year is it, Carly? I don't remember. Tony? We did the math. 2024? 29. 29, yeah. <laughs> so only a couple years from now. Ugh. And <laughs> it's a funeral. Yeah, it might it's be. And it's Ernest's funeral. And he apparently... <laughs> Ish, because it's, you know, September, so... Yeah. He apparently yeah. said, life starts at 50. <laughs> and he when had he one of those bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows where he came from, but before that... But apparently, they still called him Dr. Menville, so he apparently was still, what, practicing medicine? Well, Even probably, though... Um, you may not have your license, but yeah, you're still a doctor. Diploma, yeah. Still, but... You still need the title, you just can't practice. I mean, he was Dr. Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I Maybe guess. he went to he a small town pretty sure and, he's not but they're and became his, their mortician forever. They're they Doom. never looked into it. <laughs> they're listing his accomplishments and all the wonderful things. a bunch. Yeah. And all the wonderful things he does. Wait a minute. Is he at the wizard? And then... <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I was like... Everybody stopped at once. Who gets to tell the joke? The camera pans to the audience and we see Helen and... 
uh, Madeline's sitting in the back, and they're like reading the program and giggling. And the veils over themselves, and yeah. they have dark uh, dresses on. She can't see any part of them. And they kind of make a bit of a commotion as they leave. Madeline started to cry, and then she wiped her face. And I thought maybe her eyeball fell out. They like, made, <laughs> some, they made something like something fucked up in her. Where's my spray paint? But they <laughs> argue. Yeah, they argue about this can of spray paint and that and how they're falling apart and they go outside and they lift up their veils and sure enough their faces are melting off it looks rough. terrible and they're walking funny they've had yeah some, they've had some trouble over these 37 years problemos the spanish say <laughs> and as they're walking they're having an argument and helen trips on the missing paint can mm. and pulls madeline down with her they both fall tumble and they fall down the stairs and completely fall apart like legs over here arms over there and they're just two heads they're robots on the sidewalk and helen gets this part parting shot shot in do you remember where you parked the car the end what they got to do is put their heads in a wood chipper yikes then they're definitely dead you can't live as little pieces did kind of make me think of stepford wives Hmm. the end where they're just kind of talking heads great movie um, alright so that was it huh so that's the end that's wait, wait, Death Becomes the, you, Her you didn't see the post credit scene there's no post credit scene <laughs> they start farting <laughs> that was always going to be a thing the three of you had so, not seen the post credit scene <laughs> but so we're going to start with Tony because oh, I have to ask you a question oh sure oh, good. All right, let me hold on. You didn't, is it multiple choice okay go No. so Tony it's yes, sir. well known fact you want to be immortal sure would you take this potion? Without even thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like he, I wrote on here, would you drink the potion? <laughs> Twice. Twice. Wow. All right. Would you then... I'll deal with consequences later. <laughs> okay. So Tony's in for the potion. Oh, Is no. this going to be a question we all have to answer? Yes. Because so, I'm going to give this some thought. After <laughs> we'll seeing this that. movie, <laughs> if you were offered the potion, would you immediately start working, uh, researching morticians? No. Just in case I you need die. to spackle Tony something. Tony would no. take care of himself. All right. He would die. mostly sit around the house and write. Yeah. I don't think he would need to worry about no, okay. it. He, yeah, almost, not, he almost never leaves my, the house my, now. My daredevil <laughs> days are okay. in my 20s. So now, now, now give us your whole... Oh, spiel? Yes. Favorite character was Liesl. Okay. I wish there was more of her and more of her story, but I understand that's yeah. not what this was about. It's you, in the you really want the Liesl prequel? Yeah. That we're all craving. Uh, least favorite character was Helen. I thought Helen was a bit more of a bitch than Madeline. Um, my favorite line was uh, when, <laughs> when she's like, here, just drink the potion. Everything's great. She's like, okay. And she drinks it. And she goes, now here's the warning. And she's like, now's the warning? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Uh, my favorite scene is pretty much any of the Isabella Rossellini scenes where she seduces somebody into drinking the potion. I, you know, I kind of wanted more of that stuff. Because Tony wants to drink the potion. Well, no, I just, I really like the whole scene. I liked her whole setup of her gothic castle. Yeah. and You kind of want to see more of her as like, I don't know. a villain. She was already of... pretty naked. There's not much more you can see. Well, Hello. Cha cha cha. He didn't get to see it about her nipple placement. She That's kept true. covering him up. We don't know. Is it perfection? We don't know. She, oh, man. Okay. Right. Uh, let's see. All right, so I. Oof, I. <laughs> I have, to be, I have to name this movie. Oh! Um, not even a maybe. This movie, this movie takes a very, 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 like you need to be immortal, very long time to get going. And then once it does, it's okay, but 
I just feel like all the good good all the good stuff of this movie is like in the last 15 minutes. And all the other stuff you're kind of like building up all this stuff with these relationships they really could have done that really quickly and and focused more on other stuff. Maybe I again I don't have nostalgia for this movie and I know a lot of our movies somewhat run run on nostalgia. So I think if maybe I'd watched it when it came out I probably would have liked it more. Maybe. Okay. But you did seem to think that the potion itself was a very cool concept. No, it was. And a better movie so could the be made. Maybe, the this, potion. maybe they should do a remake of this. That might be I an interesting. I would have watched a pe- prequel with Isabella. Where'd she get this potion? It looked Egyptian. Where does it come from? Does it refill? Yeah. Like I all had stuff. a cross on the box, so it's not Egyptian. And he was oh, like, "It's cool that it doesn't egg. keep you from dying, but it maintains your body as long as you're alive." Could be. Mm. They, maybe they should do a reboot. Okay. I, yeah, could do. Tom Cruise will do it. It seemed like the movie. Uh, the movie focused on a lot of things that were not important, and it could have focused on a lot of other cool things. And I think it was like, hey, we have this. It's kind of like, hey, we have this special effects. Check this out. And they're like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but that's not what the movie was about. You know what I mean? It was. Mm-hmm. Could have done a tighter thing on that, but I'm not gonna sit and harp on it. So that's <laughs> okay. what I say. All right, John. Oh, you want me to go next? Yep, we're going around in a okay, circle. Okay, so my favorite character is the doctor from the ER. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he grabs, you know, he's, he's got the stethoscope, and he's like, and he flicks it, and he's like, ooh. So much like the first review I read, he also liked the cameo. Well, then like he, he throws Nintendo it away, game. gets like the giant stethoscope, is like, huh, that's something. And then Bruce Willis is drinking, he's like, can I hit that? <laughs> 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 like that guy, he just comes in and steals the whole movie. Okay, is that also your favorite scene? Um... No. My okay. favorite scene is when they're trying uh, Liza's trying to get Bruce Willis to Liza. <laughs> yeah, her too. Yeah, her too. You're close to her. To, so. to drink the potion and he's about to drink it and he's like What if I get bored? <laughs> what if I have to watch everybody around me die? That's gonna suck. Dracula did not look happy. <laughs> <laughs> he really just didn't want to hang out with Helen and uh, Madeline for eternity. Yeah, yeah. but and he's like I have to watch everybody I, I love die and that's real bad. So my answer to why I drink the potion is no. For that reason, and I don't treat my body very well, and I will some shit will fall off. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have a least favorite character? My least favorite character is a tie for Madeline and Helen. Because they're both awful human beings. Okay, so do you have a favorite line? Oh. My favorite line... I just said when Bruce Willis was okay. doing the. Well, you were doing your well, that favorite was your scene, but uh, your line was in your scene. Yeah, my line was in my scene. Okay. What, what if I get bored? Okay. Or, no, my favorite line. Sorry, that's my favorite scene. My favorite line is "I can see right through you." When uh, <laughs> Madeline looks, yeah. literally <laughs> looked right looks through, through Helen. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's my favorite line. Um, okay, so that's it. Yay, nay, maybe. I'm also gonna nay this movie. And I'm not. I'm not going to say because it was. What does every good movie have? <laughs> a hero and a villain. There was nothing but villains in this movie. Where's your hero? This is a satire about people who only care about their looks. Yes, but there's just no balance. There's no balance in the. The hero is who? Is Ernest. Ernest's not the hero. <laughs> Ernest is a satellite. <laughs> Tony's like, hey, like what? No, I'm just like. There's no hero in this movie. Okay, it's got no point, and it's about the vainness of people, and I get there's a satire on that about how you should be so worried about what you look like, blah, 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 blah. Kind of reminded me of Invisible Monsters. Have you ever read that by Chuck Palahniuk? I'm going to go I'm now. sorry, did you use the words read? I read. <laughs> have you read it, <laughs> Miss no, Rita? I have not. No, I've been in the room with but the book's But he's asking John. <laughs> no, I'm asking all of you. 
You looked at John ask, when you said it. I didn't ask you because I assumed you did. No, I haven't. Okay. Is it good? So, I should. It's uh, Chuck Palahniuk, real quick. It's uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Um, Big fan of the show. He uh, Fight Club. He. Uh, it's about this model who basically is like um, Madeline. Everyone mm-hmm. worships her. She's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Blah 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 blah. And there's this other girl that works with her that's not quite as hot. She has a hit put on her, but it doesn't kill her. She gets shot and takes her jaw off. Gross. So they fix her, but she's horribly disfigured. Yeah. So now she's the beta, and they're the yeah. alphas. So she starts, like, there's this big bodyguard. She starts putting estrogen in his food to make him into a woman, and she starts torturing yeah. it. It's really fucked up because, of course, it's Chuck Balanchick. But get a chance. Pretty cool book. Crazy. A little, si- little, little similar. Well, so uh, well, right here in the middle of our movie yeah. review, we got a little book review. How yeah. exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, nay. You Carly? Okay. Did you have to flip me off, though, really? That's me. Yes, I did it to Tony. I'm doing She's it to you. <laughs> if Carly nays it, I will flip her off as well. <laughs> Have we had universal nays on a movie yet? Yes. 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 Carly's, Probably all one of, of Carly's. Probably one of mine. I'm sorry. Do uh, you not forget our one um, oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? Yeah. <laughs> the one that Carly nayed. <laughs> Nay nayed. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Well, let's, let's let's see. All right. My favorite character, also Liesl. Huh. I also would be interested in finding out more about her and how she came upon this potion. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite character are the other three main characters. <laughs> They're terrible people. <laughs> Definitely. They are. They have, and I know that that's the point. Yeah. There's no redeeming qualities, no reason to like them or root for them. There was supposedly end, a whole thing with Bruce Willis that they cut. Like, you're supposed to see more about his life and stuff after he left them. But apparently they cut all that and just used a picture of him as a skier or some shit. But, like, and at the end, he does overcome it. And I probably would have chosen him... Or not included him in my least favorite characters, but we didn't see any of that. We know that he turned his life around and became a good guy, but up until then he just was a wimp (laughs) and and just sort of rode the wave of them. Um, So I didn't care for him either. Um, My favorite line was, sorry dears, you're on your own, and then he drops the potion, and that's kind of when his character turned around, for real. Because <laughs> he knew he was gonna die. Yeah, and he didn't know he was gonna survive that. Um, and then my favorite scene was when we were at the party and we could see all the famous people from history who had taken this potion. Mm-hmm. So we know it's been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and there were some cool people at that. Um, I wrote, well, I liked parts of this movie. I don't know if I would say everybody should watch it, but so. I'm also not a huge dark dark comedy fan. I don't really get it the way some people do, so I will maybe. Hey! (laughs) Another scene that I liked real quick was when Bruce Willis falls through the pool um, and splashes in the water, and that guy's like, that was cool, that was really cool. That's supposed to be Jim Morrison, because in the doors he jumps off into the pool, you know. And there were some references that I didn't understand. I think that for a lot of people, this movie would be very cool and very funny. It just didn't really work for me. Right. So I say maybe. <laughs> Elaine, would you like to enlighten I also don't have nostalgia for it because I never saw it until yeah. today. My favorite character is Ernest. I really love Bruce Willis in this. This is a character that he doesn't play a lot and you don't get to see him actually acting. I mean, unlike the cinematic genius that is G.I. Joe Retaliation. Have you seen Die Hard? I, yeah, but you don't often the, get to see... The Jackal? Which was we Die Hard... recently about Breakable? actors that pretty much play always Pulp play fiction? the same character. But 
He's kind of the same in, character. But in the first in Die Hard, films. he was there's a lot of acting to that role. To the to the rest of the action movies he did, there's not. He's just playing a caricature Good of that first yeah. movie. And here he's playing a character that he doesn't play a lot and it's good. I love and him he, in Ocean's 12. And I just enjoy him as the depressed, drunken man who gave up probably the woman he should have been with mm-hmm. to be with someone that was more beautiful but actually more ugly and has ruined his life. And Did you see who was supposed to be it if they couldn't get Bruce Willis? No, I didn't see it. It was Kevin Klein. That would have been great. I think Kevin Klein. I think he would have been fantastic. I love Kevin Klein. Great. I do love Kevin Klein. Ever since Life is a House, I'm just all about him. That's not true. Damn it! I was going to make a Life is a House reference, but he is fantastic. But so my favorite character is Ernest. My least favorite character is the therapist Rose from Two Two Seven. I kind of had a feeling we should bring it up. That's terrible. Like, well, because how do you berate? You just don't do that to someone. That's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And um, my favorite scene is the shovel fight. I just like that from the moment she wakes up in the fountain to when when they sits on the couch when she sits down on the couch. Yeah, that really trivia piece from that I saw. I read all the trivia. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but you didn't like this movie at all. But you read all the trivia. I always read all the trivia. You never know. I think he read the trivia while he was supposed to be watching the movie. No, afterwards. (laughs) Well, can you give us the trivia? I'm dying here. Meryl, what's her name? Meryl, Meryl, Meryl Streep. Meryl Monroe. <laughs> actually hit Goldie Hawn in the face with a shovel and scarred her face. <gasps> what? That's pretty funny. Um, like permanently. My favorite line. Oh, we didn't do it yet? My favorite line is when, after he fixes them, and they're trying, they've hatched the plot with the drink, and he says that he's leaving. He says this line, I've lived up to my promise till death do us part. Well, you girls are dead, and now I'm parting. Cheers. And that's when he almost takes a drink. But then he says, I drink too much and throws it in the plant. Hmm. It was a good line. Mm-hmm. This movie it's is... very a- reminiscent of uh, Jon Snow, where he said, I've stood my watch. Yeah. Because it's till death and he died. Yeah. This movie but, is but, only an hour and a half long. So it's like an hour and 39 minutes runtime, but really it's an hour, an hour and like 32 minutes because of the credits. Mm-hmm. And it moves pretty fast, although you seem to think it was slow. <laughs> Except for Tony. To the part... To the where she first, where Madeline takes the potion, it's only like, it's five hours. No, it's like a half hour in. Like it goes, it actually does go pretty quick. Okay. And then you get to the good stuff. The good and, stuff. And um, it's funny. There's a lot of, a lot of like really fun lines when they're arguing with each other and they say terrible things to each other and it's really funny and dark and it's good and you guys are wrong and everyone <laughs> should see this. I like will agree. Once, times. It, once it gets going. To in my even though I it's good. shit on a little once it gets going it's great and I but it, to like, me it takes a while to get going I feel like maybe if I had seen it more than once I would have caught more of the jokes and maybe liked it more maybe maybe it you does watch it, it does move fast the humor moves fast you gotta you gotta pay attention all right yeah. well. which might be why in this time when people don't really pay attention they do six things while they watch TV maybe it won't find its audience but it's like read possible. a book play solitaire read trivia <laughs> so that's that's because so, Carly what's um, next alright what, what so, yeah. no no we're that's not, not what she does Carly do your thing I say please find us on Instagram at unmoviepodcastdogs 
on Twitter at Unmovie Podcast and on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email us unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Like us, review us, rate us. We would love to hear from you. We will have a fan page coming soon because we've been getting requests from people. So Facebook group. We'll let you know when that comes up. That would oh, be awesome. Be and next week on the podcast. It's John's pick. I give him this a lot of thought. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to change it up and be like, Flash Gordon. But then Elaine pitched a fit. Yeah, she didn't care for that. No. So no I wasn't going to do that. Then I was going to do Highlander. I'm like, mm. oh, Highlander. We're going to do Highlander. And that was yeah, it. I was sold. Away from your neck. I was sold. It's over. Up I thought you were going to do <laughs> No, I thought you decided you were going to do Highlander Endgame. Well, that's Highlander, dear. Oh, that's the Highlander you were going to do, but yeah. Tony didn't know that. Right, because the first Highlander, I wouldn't say it's under that appreciated. It it's great, though. But I'll watch the shit out of it. it I think great. we should do the TV pilot movie. We don't have to. Oh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> but both I have seen You know none. what, fans? I'll Same. tell you what. I'm calling I've an audible right now. Highlander. Did that's you watch right. Raven? No. Oh, well, I, I did when it came out, yeah. but only half the season because it sucked. Yeah. But all right, here's my movie next week. Calling oh. an audible. Uh-oh. I'm going back to the Van Damme well. Nice. We're going to go kickboxer, vengeance. What? The new I have one. not seen that. The new one. Carly hasn't seen it. I, I didn't even know it. Van Damme was in that motherfucker. Yep, well, he's in it. All right. Oh, I'm excited. And you, Well, me too. Tune in next week for our thoughts on that. 